This is the Mountain Vision Podcast, where we share our obsession with hunting in the outdoors and talk waterfowl and big game hunting. Whether we're waterfowl hunting in the Sacramento Valley with the Sutter Buttes as our backdrop, or deer hunting in the Sierras, one thing is for certain, our vision of the mountains is a hard one to shake. Listen along as I interview outdoorsmen that have inspired me, and you might find inspiration from them as well. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Another podcast episode here. On this episode, I sat down and talked to the Team Whiskey guys. Um, went up to their home in uh, South Lake Tahoe, sat down and talked to to Kevin and Justin and, and their buddy uh, Whiskey Kenny was over, and we, we sat down, sipped on some whiskey, and talked hunting and talked uh, what they have in store for the next year. And um, They have some big big plans coming up, so it's, it's exciting. they got another archery event coming up. The High Sierra archery shoot that they put on, um, Team Whiskey puts it on. This is the second year, so uh, looking forward to that. They're, they've got dates set up already for that, so it's going to be uh, June 12th and 13th, 2021. So um, looking forward to that a ton, man. I can't wait. Those things are awesome. The, the view up there is awesome overlooking Lake Tahoe, so um yeah, I, I enjoyed the conversation with these guys. They're just really down to earth. Um, these guys are kind of all. It seems like kind of everything they do is is for a good cause. Um, you know, every purchase you make through them, uh, a dollar for every purchase goes to local cancer support groups and stuff like that. And um, so, yeah, go to their website and check it out. Uh, Team Whiskey dot com. And then uh, their Instagram page is team.whiskey. So check them out if you haven't already. And, um, yeah, stay tuned. Let's go. All right. Here we are at the uh, Team Whiskey house up in South Lake um, on the Mountain Vision podcast. Uh, You guys want to introduce yourselves and kind of go from there? Yeah. Um, So we're Team Whiskey. That's our buddy Whiskey Kenny over there. I'm Whiskey Kenny. (laughs) And uh, this is the original brand for outdoor sports and whiskey enthusiasts. I'm Kevin, and that's my son Justin. We're we're the ones who started Team Whiskey, and and uh, we're the ones that he's the one that does all the design work. And um, you know, I drink a little whiskey. Don't we all? Yeah, I met these guys last year. What I guess this year, the 2020 High Sierra Archery Shoot at Homewood, yeah. and. Uh, talked to kevin for a little bit but um yeah they put on a good event it was cool just to have something local like that with that scenery overlooking lake tahoe so and in the middle of the pandemic yeah. so we we're in the middle of the pandemic and that wasn't easy to get um people to do that up here especially with uh being the first one ever at a lake tahoe ski resort yeah i'm excited for things to come I know a lot of, I think everybody, everybody I talk to is always looking for a new archery event to come around, especially in this area. It's just beautiful. And yeah. So next year we actually have dates scheduled. We have, um, June 12th and 13th for next year and we're going to up it. We're going to hopefully with no COVID, we'll be able to have uh, live music. Uh, we have heaven Hill distillery on board for a sponsor. So they're going to have a whiskey pouring table, um, a beginner archery range, hopefully at the bottom and two courses. So that'll be 
definitely. Yeah, we're hoping to have live music, make it, you know, a fun event to what, you know, it's supposed to be, you know, everybody coming together, people that love archery, you know, that come out and people that archery hunt. We think it's like a brotherhood, you know, that people can get behind. And, you know, we have good groups of people that come out last year. You know, we had over 200 people, which was amazing in the middle of the pandemic that we were able to get that to go off. And as a matter of fact, we had the only event in Tahoe this year. Yeah. And you guys didn't even really do any advertising much for that one either, huh? No, we did yeah. three Instagram posts. Yeah. yeah. And we had to actually, uh, we actually had to turn people away because towards the end, uh, when the event started to get closer, we still didn't have the permit because of the whole political thing with the uh, COVID. And... Luckily, we uh, were able to get enough time to get on there and get the event to go off. And we have a big shout out to Placer County for the planning department to give us the opportunity. Big shout out to Jeannie Balvin. She was the one that we were working with. She was the one that helped me push it through. Um, You know, it was not easy for them to be able to do that, but we did do everything and made everything social distancing. Um, The event itself kind of, you know, promote social distancing itself because you know with the staggered start times there was not a big congregation at the bottom there wasn't a big congregation at the top so you know we're going to do it the same way so that everybody gets a really good experience as opposed to trying to sell as many tickets as possible and have everybody waiting a half an hour to shoot an arrow at a foam target yeah well even with the short amount of wait time there was at the top there's that practice course that was it was cool just to sit there and i yeah. met uh chavez what i can't remember shyla shyla yeah. yeah yeah he actually is uh he's a badass because he and his buddy helped break us break down that course and they did like more than half the course like in a, a snap it really was awesome yeah and the other thing about him is is that we got him his first archery deer this year that. so that. like you know it was a he wasn't wanting to do what we were talking about doing and then now after he did it and he got the harvest he's like okay now i get it yeah like, you gotta awesome. have you gotta have patience yeah yeah you, know, you don't yeah so you don't fully get it until you get that first one and, yeah. and then you get hooked exactly. yeah, yeah but for this year's archery event or for the 2021 archery event we're gonna have the practice course up top too so we're gonna have those awesome yeah and we're also again. gonna have a practice course at the bottom yeah so like a beginner area kind of well there there will be a there will be a practice range at the bottom and then there will be a practice range at top, and then we're going to have a beginner area where we're going to have not just like where you go and shoot a bow, that like somebody's going to be giving you instruction because it makes all the difference in the world when you hit the target. You go up there and you miss target 10 times with no instruction. <laughs> it's not going to be very much fun for you. So, yeah. And we want to introduce new people to it because in this area, we're kind of in a minority of the people that hunt. Yeah. Definitely in South Lake Tahoe. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I, yeah, I think it's one of the coolest area, areas you could have an event like this. Though I mean, just the scenery is just. That's off why the we call it. The, that's yeah. why we call it the most beautiful 3D archery shoot in the world. Yeah, it really is. You know, because I mean, when we laid out that course, you know, one the course that we originally set out to lay out, we mapped it out when we were on skis. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> we did. I saw that on your YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so we're, we're we're we. The course we originally set out to do was on skis, so it was a little. We then we realized, off. we realized as we started hiking those foam animals, I was like, might be too much for most people. <laughs> well, even when we mapped out the course, we got up there and we're like, okay, the air, the way we were going to go on skis, you're going up and over like two or three ridges, and then up to like this cliff area, and we're like, well, 
Yeah. That's, yeah. So that's like, gonna ne- be like a ten mile, ten yeah. mile. <laughs> so next course. next year, if you did the course last year, then this year there's gonna be two courses. One's gonna be a team course. It's still gonna be challenging. You're still gonna have to walk. Um, it, it will still have the thread the needle shots and all that kind of stuff, but it'll be easier. Then the other course is going to be the whiskey course. And the whiskey course, of course, is going to be a little rougher. Than this year's course. <laughs> and we, uh, when we did the course, we had feedback from a lot of guys. And they're like, that hill you got up there, we're calling it the fat boy killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah the there's that one kill- steep climb. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it, though, honestly. Cause yeah, it's, was, fun, uh, it's fun to be in a little And I, I don't like care that. what kind of shape you're in and that, that hill right there. You're going to feel it. Yeah. Like, you're going to feel it. Even if you don't have a pack on and you're just walking up that hill, you're going to feel that hill. Because well, my buddies, uh, Travis and Cody, uh, Will, they invited me. They had an extra ticket, and their family invited me, and that's how that's how I was there. But yeah. those guys are in shape, and they work out all the time. And so I was, you know, right <laughs> behind them, and I'm like, all right, just just, just keep up. Just well, keep imagine, up. imagine going up that hill with a meat hauler pack with three anim- yeah. foam animals on your back. Yep, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> or quartering out. <laughs> well, it gives you kind of a reminder, like, oh, I should probably get in a little bit better shape when season comes. Yeah. Well, that's but, the whole thing we wanted to be, is we wanted to be a little bit of a challenge. <clears throat> But we want to be able to offer an easier course for people that want to do an easier course. And and I and there will be a prize target on each course. So, you know, last year we had two prize targets yep. on one course. So this year there will be one prize target on each course for each day. Okay. So that means that there's going to be yeah. four prize targets. And it's best to shoot, if if you get the opportunity, we're going to do a, a combined um, course ticket so you get a little discount and you'll be able to shoot both courses one each day it's going to be a two-day event and you'll have the opportunity to win two prizes on each of those courses so it's definitely going to be sweet nice and we and you know last year we stopped trying to get um sponsors a lot of people get behind um team whiskey some some people are um they're, they're team whiskey they like because of whiskey <laughs> it's kind of funny but like like uh, we had one major retailer they're like well you know we really like it but then it's whiskey i was like well yeah it's whiskey i mean it's not like it's illegal i was thinking about that on the way up here and i was thinking who couldn't be behind that i mean people have been sitting around campfires around you know sipping whiskey and drinks and I don't know. I, I think well, we get a lot of people coming in and to when we do events like Sportsman's Expo, stuff like that. They're coming in. And they're like, we're team whiskey. We've been team whiskey <laughs> since like 82. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and and then we really feel like the real the original team whiskey started in 1775. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, that's yeah. the original yeah, team. The OGs of team whiskey. Yeah. You know, they're going to look like, you know, George Washington. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. This isn't a new thing. Yeah, and you know, I mean, and you know, it's also too what we found is that team whiskey, uh, whiskey itself, it bonds people together more than beer and wine, where they actually separate. Yeah, classes. People well, either, I, I would have to say it bonds men together. <laughs> and I don't know. Well, I don't know. Too. My wife you, takes better, more shots than I can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, that's what I said. Real women. I don't too. know. If you've seen our page, we got a lot of really badass Team Whiskey yeah. ambassadors, that g- girls that uh, are real really, women. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. 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 But beer and wine, like we were saying, it's like there's a separation there. A lot of people drink beer, a lot of people drink wine, but whiskey, it's like doesn't matter who you are. 
if you like whiskey, that's something yeah. that you can put all it, come together. Put it this way. If we just had a handle of Jim Beam out here, we'd still be having a good time. Right? <laughs> yeah. you know? But we got that Angel's Yeah, Andy. but we got some really good whiskey. But What is this? This is the uh, Uncle Nearest. Uncle Nearest, 1856. Yeah. That's our first time on that. It's, yeah, I'm liking it. I haven't tried it yet. Yeah, is it good? And, yeah, I'm liking it a lot, actually. It's a it's a blended whiskey. Yeah, I think it's a blend. Is it? But. Yeah, <clears throat> it was in the top shelf. We had to get the key and everything. You know, they had to unkey yeah. it and that means get it it's out. Good. <laughs> Most yeah. of the time, yeah, yeah. And we're kind of excited because expect to see a team whiskey whiskey sometime in oh, really? the near future. Nice. So we've uh, actually have gotten the trademark for our logo for a label of whiskey. We've started talking to people and distilleries about getting our own brand out there. Um, since COVID, the problem is, is that they don't have too much whiskey left because yeah. they've been selling right. more whiskey. We talked to a, we talked to a distiller and he's like, um, usually we would have enough whiskey. Yeah. For like you we'd guys, set you guys up since COVID the like, whiskey is just like, like we none, have no, extra, we have no extra whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> and, and in the industry, from what we've learned, they call it juice. So they're like, ah, sorry, we don't have yeah, any yeah, extra juice. juice. <laughs> <laughs> Out of juice. I was like, okay. So All right. <laughs> we'll deal with that the best we can. But uh, we are working on that. And um, there are, we may do a co-branding. We have talked to people that they're going to, maybe we may do a brand uh, distilled for us so yeah like a uh, specialty barrel like, hand selected specialty barrel yeah i mean for us to be able to um you know we can't distill it so we have to have somebody distill it for us but you know we have ideas of the whiskey that we want we have a lot of experience in whiskey and hunting yeah and and so that's like <laughs> our wheelhouse <laughs> so that's what we want to do is like be able to get a nice quality whiskey at, a, at an affordable price yeah yeah you know so do you guys do you guys typically just sit around and, and drink whiskey and come up with all these ideas or oh yeah <laughs> yeah well when we first started team whiskey we thought he thought we started it for him <laughs> yeah i did actually we yeah. could, actually his nickname's whiskey kenny, whiskey yeah, kenny. Whiskey kenny right? yeah well they've been yeah. calling me that before so, that startup like you guys started that for me you know it <laughs> come on it was a joke that we started it because you thought we were calling you team whiskey right <laughs> <laughs> but no um, yeah, we went through the trademark process. Yeah, story. We, were, we were super surprised that um, Team Whiskey hadn't been trademarked before. We came up with the idea and uh, we're like, well, we should check it out and see if it's trademarked. And there was nothing. So, and it was, yeah, we so we, we got to start, go back to the beginning, okay, of, of how Team Whiskey came about. So um, I dibbed us Team Whiskey one time while we were hunting, yeah. where we had. Uh, so what happened was, is me and Justin and one of his old friends, uh, we were hunting and it was 2017 and we were hunting at Wright's Lake. It was the opener of rifle in yeah. D3, D5. So, you know, I'm from Ohio and tradition is you drink a bottle of whiskey the night before yep. opening of shotgun always. season it's in Ohio. Split it okay. between the buddies. Yeah. Split, yeah. A split it between, between the buddies. And so... We thought Justin was drinking, but Justin wasn't drinking. So me and his buddy drank a whole bottle of whiskey. I'd had a drink. He had a drink. But so but I also left in the truck uh, and went sneaker. scouting. Yeah. Right before anyway. dark. And right you know, it was dark, like twenty two degrees. So like and we we sat around the fire, drank whiskey all night. Well when 
two hours before sunrise came, that was about two hours of sleep. We were sleeping in vehicles, freezing cold, miserable. <laughs> Woke up. Justin's like, get up, get up. We got to go hunt, you know? And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I, I got to go to the bathroom. And then his buddy's like, I think I'm going to get sick. And, and he's then, like about to pee. So then we're driving <laughs> to this place that we scouted that we did see deer like three days before. So we did do a little bit of scouting. And then... We're going and we're talking about how miserable we are. And he, Justin's like, you know, drop me off. I'll call you guys on the walkie talkie. You guys are pitiful. Drop me off up top. You know? So we drove top. and then we just went and we basically laid on a hillside and I listened to him moan. And, and uh, then when Justin called us on the walkie talkie, I answered back, Team Whiskey. And then uh, it kind of stuck and we just kind of laughed about it. And <laughs> yeah. We started yeah. making jokes Funny. about it. And then that next spring in 2018 is when my wife got diagnosed with ovarian cancer. Okay. And after being in the hospital for two weeks, the doctor, which we became friends with because we both played soccer and Justin was a soccer player. Kenny's a soccer player. We're, we're longtime soccer players. I've played my whole life and uh, big fans. So of we it. had a common ground on, we like had a common Premier ground League. and he, he told us, he's like, uh, pulled us off to the side. He's like, listen, you got to get her up or get her up and walk her. I don't care how you do it. You just got to do it. So um, they wouldn't give us a walker. Yeah. So they're like, we can't give you a walker because only physical therapy can get her up to walker. And she, at this point, she'd been in the bed for two weeks. So he walked through the hospital and found. I was like, an, fuck it. I need to go find a walker. Yeah. So he went and walked through the hospital and found an empty room and didn't steal a walker from a patient. Yeah. <laughs> empty room. <laughs> old lady it was an Well, at least patient's that's what walker. he told me. No, he's I like, didn't. I didn't. He said, I found an empty room. It there was, was an a empty walker room. and he came back. And then when he came back, he's like, hey, Team Whiskey Physical Therapy is going to get you up and walk. And so she kind of laughed about it and she was in a lot of pain. Yeah. And, and uh, so we started getting her up the walker and we started walking her and before you know it we got her up and was walking her and then everybody started to catch on and we had t-shirts made and so like everybody's like hey how's team whiskey doing so we found that even the nurses that weren't even our nurses on the floor they'd poke their head in and say hey how's team whiskey doing today yeah we, so we found we, that we it was like up. it bonded the whole right. and then like every time we walked her the last day on the oncology floor at um at renown in reno she did 32 laps around the whole floor oh, wow. and every time we walked by the head nurses station they were there team whiskey you know so yeah it was like, and we yeah. even got her to walk she walked out of the hospital too yeah so they yeah. were like you know they, made, they forced us they're like hey you got she needs to take a wheelchair and when they left to go like do the papers to get we the bounced. wheelchair we bounced and we walked <laughs> yeah. out. she's oh. like i'm not waiting for a walker yeah. wheelchair let's go that's excellent <laughs> So, and that's, and then we found that like that bound everything. Yeah. Uh, the doctors and yeah. nurses, they're so, all And then we checked and, um, you know, nobody had trademarked the name Team Whiskey. So we went through the process of trademark name Team Whiskey and we started, uh, our first event on Memorial Day of 2019 and we had two hats and four t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> we had a black, uh, flat bill and curve bill hat. We had a camo flat bill, curve bill hat, and we had four different t-shirts. Yeah. And that was it. Four designs. Yeah. So we kind of did start off yeah, pretty decent. Yeah, but yeah. we didn't know like if people would like what we liked. You yeah, know? we're I mean, like we didn't know. I mean, we're like we like it, but does anybody else like it? Yeah, and you know, but we, we sold out at that event. Really? Yeah. And so yeah. we had a message that so like, we're like you yeah. know we're going to donate a dollar of every purchase to local cancer support groups that actually give people money 
for their bills. So we, I mean, you know, research and all that stuff is awesome. But what we found through our experiences is that when you can find a group that is going to help you out financially so that you can focus on the wellness of your loved one, that's the most important part of it. So we find those groups wherever we go. So we're going to Dallas to do Fort Worth, Fort Worth, Dallas, yep. Fort Worth. Yep. And we found a group in Fort Worth. They give people money for their bills while their loved ones are going through cancer. So yep. and it, we do the same thing for our online sales at team whiskey.com. We do the same thing for it, Reno moms on the run. Yeah. They they're the ones that helped us out. Directly and our, to goal families. For, our goal for them is to pay them back tenfold of what they gave us. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So you guys put, for every purchase on on the website, what do you? So uh, every purchase on the website, team-whiskey.com, you get we donate one dollar of every purchase to Moms on the Run out of Reno, Nevada. And they okay. give they give families money for their bills while the mom or daughter or whatever is going through either ovarian or breast cancer. So and they'll, okay. they'll also gynecological cancer or breast cancer. Yeah, and they'll also uh, pay for screenings as well. So they offer. Um, if you sign up with them, they can. And they do some great things too. They hook up with this, uh, this wig uh, uh, place down there. So when women go through the treatment, they lose their hair. I mean, for us guys, we lose our hair. I mean, we know it, right? (laughs) That matter. So, but yeah, for a woman, yeah, that's a a big deal. deal. Yeah. So they hook you up with a person for like, and the wigs aren't cheap, you know, they're like 300, $500. I mean, they're like real deal like things, you know? So, Um, you know, it's a great, it's a great thing. So that's what we're about. And then we, we're about a uh, community of people helping one another. So yeah, that's what, you know, really the team part of it comes into play. Yeah. Yeah. And for our archery event, we use, um, give hope foundation. They're also out of Reno, Nevada, but they do something a little different. They, um, help families out while their children, are going through chronic illness and disease. Any chronic illness. So it doesn't yeah. have to be cancer. It can be anything. But it's specifically for the families that... The com- are- yeah. The common thread is is that they give money to yeah, the yeah. people... To families. To help them out. So it's yeah, like it's a direct, not going to yeah. direct so like, help. You know, it's direct we, yeah. to the pocket. If we do yeah, an yeah. event and we raise $500, that's not a great amount of money, but then $500 to a family? To one yeah. family, you know? That's huge. That, that's huge. huge. So that that's why we look for those groups that do that. So that's our really our like our main thing. And then, you know, we... We still, you know, you've heard about our mentor apprentice program. Yeah. We're just talking about Shiloh. Yeah. Um, you know, and we he got his first deer this year, and JJ. Yeah. He got his first. The Mexican deer. ass Yeti. The Mexican yeah. ass Yeti <laughs> podcast. I didn't hear another podcast. Yet. He got it. Yeah, he got one. He got one. Oh. We so got him, story we real quick. I want to hear so it. So what happened was, is that you know we I got know on that. we got on all these bucks this year, and some really nice ones, and um, but. Uh, he was in a place to where like, you know, we're all spread out. Right. So, um, his area was like a little nexus point of all these little trails coming together and it was in the willow thicket. So it was a really good place. Grassy, all these areas that the bucks really like. But little did we know that most of the bucks that were, um, on that hillside were bedding halfway between where our stand locations were and where we parked. Yeah. So, okay. so that got him into an issue because he came up on these 
three huge bucks. The ones we wow. got on camera and the ones we showed on our yeah. Instagram. Hope they Valley all, area? They were all 160 bucks. Oh, really? Yeah. They were huge. They were big yeah. bucks. Yeah, and there was a group of big boys. And from the evidence that we've seen. Where from, was this location at? Uh, <laughs> I think what you said is none, yeah? It's Hope Valley. <laughs> Hope Valley. <laughs> I saw your post. Every one of his none, posts when he's got a dead, <laughs> dead yeah. mallard. He's got a, there's like the location, Nunya. Yeah. Nunya. <laughs> but yeah, so what happened was he was able to come up on those uh, big bucks. Little did we know that they were bedded halfway in between. And um, so they spooked eventually after a couple times of the Mexican Yeti coming past the bus. <laughs> yeah. They're going to, they're, they're out. They're out. They're going to have a Mexican Yeti coming by. So. But he was, we were able to, um, do a, a little drive where no, we kind of well, we what happened was is we met the vaqueros oh, so yeah, there was cattle they the ran vaqueros. cattle up there so we met the vaqueros the mexican cowboys and um they were like told us like hey man we've seen these three giant bucks and we're like yeah we know like <laughs> that's who we're looking for we're chasing yeah them. they're like oh we're we watching ride, them all day we, we ride our horses by them all the time <laughs> and we're like well where are they and so they told us so we're like okay that's we cool. put jj up in a stand and we we're thinking like you know we're going to try to do the pinch but in the morning before we did that he saw where these two uh, smaller bucks went in uh probably a year and a half bucks you know but they were forks so they were like yeah they're but they're like they're 200 so, yards away yeah, yeah and they were 200 yards away he saw where they went in so when we <laughs> yeah. we went in and we told jj to get up in a stand and where we thought we might push those bucks to him um he wound up he knew exactly where those two little bucks went so he went past them Pushed them he, back to him, and he, him wound, up at, him. wound up sticking one. They were nice. They bedded next to some willows, and then they got up and played a little bit, and then he wound up sticking one right in the creek. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, I was pretty excited to see that he got that yeah. one. And, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. you know, he was, ex I mean, your first time, and anytime you kill an animal archery, he just started doing archery because we told him, and he's got family his family's from wisconsin's wife's family and they well, no, i've been doing archery my whole life yeah. <laughs> but uh, i haven't really done it in the last 15 20 yeah. years well, he's left-handed like, too so yeah you know. left-handed <laughs> no 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 I've, I've done archery my whole life but my, you got your first archery kill um no i actually have not yeah didn't not. you get didn't you get not didn't you get an, an archery, archery kill oh no i did it you're right i did a crossbow right yeah. up in wisconsin yeah. i did a crossbow yeah so yeah. that's not that counts but it doesn't yeah, really it was a count. crossbow up, up in wisconsin <laughs> a little bit well here's the thing it was different it, it's still the same thing so like growing up in ohio you can you can crossbow hunt um because there's a major crossbow manufacturer in ohio but uh you know, you still have to get that yardage. You still have to get within 20, 40 yards. So there is something to it. It's not like with a rifle, pop them from 300, 400. Some yeah, of these the guys. The crossbow is a little different. I mean, you can, you, you know, can, you, you don't 60, have to stand up. Yards. There's less movement involved. It's like a rifle almost. You can, it, you it really can shoot is. 60, 80 yards with it, but it's definitely, there's definitely a drop. I know, but the thing of it is, is that, okay, so the old bows back in the day, there used to be what they used to say, they used to, they used to jump the string. 
So you yep. shoot, the you bows were so slow, they'd they hear the it, they drop, just like a dog. You see a dog, it drops down when it, you're getting yeah. ready to take off and play. That That's what they hear that and they drop and then the arrow goes. Well, that's how they, pre, they preload down yeah. to spring off yeah. so they can take off. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so like with the crossbow at 60, 80 yards, even though they're up to 400 feet per second. If you're shooting at a foam uh, target, you know, 60, 80 yards is no problem. Yeah, but, you know, they hear that sound. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. And I got to tell you, the buck I shot two years ago, that guy, uh, when he, that, put a li- down here. He, put, he put a lighted knock in my, and I never really, he's the tech guy. I'm old school. And, uh, nice velvet. Yes. Blake, pretty. Velvet. Yeah, but he was small compared to his buddy that I really I wanted to shoot. But he busted me, so I had to shoot him. He gave me no choice. But uh, that was California. Still a good buck. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if he busts you and he's about to take off, and you have that opportunity, and they always give you that one last look back. Yeah, they always. You're right. <laughs> one last. They take look. off, and then they're like, "Oh, <laughs> do you see me?" And that's your opportunity yeah, right yeah. there. That's your opportunity. Yeah, I usually get one opportunity, but. Uh, yeah, he he definitely came in and surprised me, and then I could see his buddy. So we had his buddy on camera, and his buddy was really impressive. Yeah, and they were huge. together. And he had a he had huge. a. I actually have the tag downstairs, but he had an ear tag from California yeah. fishing game. And they ear. put a tracker on him so they. So could we had him check on the camera. Migration so we, I mean, we knew these deer were there. It wasn't see, I don't, like we I don't just get bought. that. What? I mean, what they they tranquilize them then. And then they put a tag on they, them? So they I can really be able to tr- uh, track the migration pattern of the deer. <laughs> so they can see where the deer are coming and going. But huh. they gave me no information on that deer. I, I, went, I was went, waiting to go and say, this is George. We tracked him and we tagged him in here and he's this old. And No, I didn't get any he of that. He came from Placerville. Yeah, he he usually hangs out in uh, Apple Hill by the grapes <laughs> and the uh, vineyards. But so did they tell you the where time. it was tagged or anything? Nothing. They gave really? me no information. I never got. They any at least information. took the number down. I mean, I made them take the number down because they weren't going to take the number down. Yeah. And I made them take the number down. And then when uh, I was, I they said, "Well, we'll send you something." They never did send me anything. So like, yeah. you know, so it's like typical. That whole thing's odd to me. I don't. Well, they're not putting enough effort into their conservation efforts around well the problem is i think with california it's with california the, the department <laughs> if you listen to the, how it's worded the department of fish in game they're more worried about people fishing illegally on the coast since there's so much coastline you know so hunting it's like they're it's not their priority i don't think and then also too they don't hunt any does so i mean you have to balance the population when i was a whitetail outfitter that was the main thing i'd do i had to make sure I took a certain amount of does every year off of my property so that it's har- that's harvesting. Yeah. That's that, why I don't understand the California thing. I don't understand it. Yeah. You can't shoot does. And so the population is skewed. I would say it's 70 to 80, 20, the 30. It should be 60, 40, 40 you mm-hmm. know, somewhere around there. So yeah. you can't expect. So that's why, you know, they always say, well, the you know, population is always dwindling. It's dwindling because, there's no way you can expect 20% of the bucks to mate with 80% of the does. <laughs> right. I mean, they'll try. <laughs> they'll try as hard <laughs> as they can. But there's people trying. like us out there shooting up too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you don't, I mean, I'd be quite honest with you. If you gave me the opportunity to go shoot a doe one year with a bow, 
and not shoot a buck, I'd choose that tag. Yeah. I'd go put meat in the freezer and, yeah, and exactly. the, for the because I'd realize that it's doing good for the population. Yeah, as long yeah, as everything was I legal. Mean, and, yeah. I'd shoot a doe all day if I could get some meat, fresh meat. You know, yeah, right? You know, yeah. like That's if why it was, there was legal. a crossbow in Wisconsin. And, and they it, should, was, it, was a, it was a doe. Yeah. And it I, should be. It should be. You should Idaho's be to, the same way where I hunt most of the time. You can't eat that. You can't eat the antlers. Well, you can make forks out of them. <laughs> some, yeah, in some states, how many, like, how many does can you doe tags can you get back there? So back in Ohio, if you're a property owner, what was it? You could have you four could shoot does. five four, does. I think it was five does, five does and one buck. Five five does Under, and one buck. You probably don't know. I'm from Ohio too, but I okay. met these guys out here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, he's in Ohio. He's from boy. northern part yeah. of Ohio. Yeah, well, Columbus, Ohio. Area. Columbus, Ohio. I met him out here, or Kevin <laughs> yeah. out here at yeah. Kirkwood. We were skiing one time. He goes, "Hey, that's the same ski suit that I got." And I yeah. go, "No shit!" Then we started talking. Is that Kirkwood? Twinsies. Right? Yeah, it's Kirkwood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, hunters. Well, we didn't Ohio, have it on at the same friends. time. Yeah. And once I, I saw that he had it on, I realized. Sure. Yeah. Is, oh, is that? The, yeah. Let me. Yeah, this is the the Uncle Nearest eighteen fifty six premium whiskey. I'm liking it a lot. You like it? Let me finish what's Maybe left of my angels much. at me. Maybe a little on too the... Might be doing a little streaking later. <laughs> oh, no, no, please don't. <laughs> we saw that when we went hunting one time. Oh, you did? <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> Here you go, man. Pour yourself sure. some up. Just a little taster. What, it's a blended? Is that what you said? I think so. I mean, it's the first time I've had it, but by reading it, it looks Here's like Here's the a thing that I noticed that now that I've gotten older and I'm on the home stretch to 60... That if you drink whiskey this way, it's much easier on your system. Like drinking beer, yeah. Like if I got to drink beer, man, I got to. It's got to be a hard day of skiing, powder skiing. <laughs> it's like eating a loaf of bread, you know, or playing yeah. soccer, or you know, hiking. Sometimes, or if you've been backpacking, when you get back to the truck and you can open one, just one beer. Uh, we we hunted uh, elk cold. in Oregon. <laughs> we hunted awesome. elk in Oregon and. We were fucking hiking so much, like uh, 10, 15 miles a day or more. And we got back to the truck. We have, well, how much beer did we have? We brought a case of beer and a <laughs> bottle of whiskey. We didn't drink any of No, we drank like 18 beers in 10 days between us. And we didn't even crack the seal on the whiskey because every day was like eight ass to 10, eight to 10 yeah. miles. And there was, a, there was a huge fire in the area that we were hunting in. So we had to move to a new location, and that area had a fire last year. Yeah. So it was like up and over, falling timber, like crawling. Yeah. Just, and, and we're, and, and, and we're no, like, we're, we left that shit at the truck. And we're, and we're always like, you know, thinking, you know, the way hunting is, it goes from, you know, zero miles an hour, especially big game, especially archery, to like a thousand miles an hour in a split second. So, like, you have to have that thought that, like, just around the next corner could yeah. be that opportunity. If I get up over around this corner, this deadfall, there's maybe something better, you know? So yeah. like you, if you don't have that thought and and you're not okay you're with like doing that and yeah. getting disheartened like thousands of times before you actually get a shot, then yeah. probably big game hunting is not for or you. Especially bow hunting. Yeah. Especially game. bow hunting. I feel I like mean, if you're, you're not you're, like, you need to be able yeah, to get bow, used to a whole failure. different story. It definitely is. Yeah. I feel like if you're not on edge and ready for that moment too, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss your opportunity. And I feel like kind of going back to what you said is like when you're, when you're hunting hard like that and putting on a lot of miles and your, your attention is just all in the details and you're waiting for that moment. Like 
you're exhausted at the end of the day and you might when you get back to camp you might have the energy to have a drink but you're not you're not gonna yeah. for me anyways like even from truck camping by the time i get back to camp at my truck with my ice chest and tons of beers like i might have one or two and i'm passing out because i'm i gotta get ready for the next day and i'm i'm beat yeah, and then wait till like you get to, wait till you get too. to the home stretch of sixty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, the thing is about hunting. And, you know, like you need like you know more time. Yeah. <laughs> for recovery. The Why thing not? is, is when you're hunting a new area like that, it's like you need always need to have elevation. So no matter what, you're hiking to the top of somewhere to get down, so you can have a good view. You can glass. You can do what you need to do because it's like brand new to you, especially so, like when we're in Oregon. It was like a brand new thing. We never been up there before for elk and you have to be up there so that you can glass. So that you know, you're climbing, so that kicks your ass. Right, for sure. Well, you know, this guy won't won't hike. I'll but, hike. What? No, he, he won't hike. What? But if you want to follow a game trail or walk off Pete, you know, yeah. off trail and just <laughs> like follow you mean wherever, hike like hike like on he a hike. If you trail. want to want him to walk on a trail not happening. <laughs> All bushwhack. Yeah, bushwhack. You here want bushwhack? Go through swamps and shit like that, marshy areas. And he's all for hiking. that. Like, but I'm not like hiking regular on the, hiking. Like, the no, he's Pacific not going to do that. Trail. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm not hiking on the Pacific Crest Trail. We used to have. A, I think it might be because we used to have a mandatory hike day um, when we first moved out here. Uh, he was a freshman in high school, and. Um, you know, one of our things that we always did as a family was hike through wilderness and, you know, and we did it ever since he went on his first backpacking trip when he was five and a half months old on my back. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so like, you no, know, I was an easy rider. Yeah. <laughs> was easy Yo, this ride. is awesome. Yeah. But like regular no hiking, like he doesn't do, but then like, if you take him off the trail and like, Hey man, let's just go see if we what, find some game bucks, tra game trails, find whatever. Then he'll do it. Yeah. And he'll do it all day. But I just then, don't like, see a point to hike on Pacific Crest Jones. <laughs> What's the point? Right? Well, we were doing it to, last year a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean around. to get to where we need to kill the yeah, deer. We at. do use the Pacific yeah. Crest Trail sometimes to access areas. It felt good last yeah. year. Especially around, at dark. So tired. Yeah, to, to yeah, get some through. distance and then, well, and then break yeah, off. Yeah, in the dark, because you know, like, okay, dark, yeah, we can stay this sure. trail. I hear you. And then you, we get in, in and, totally you. you know, boom, boom, boom. And then, you know, you're hiking at 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning. So what is your guys' typical game plan when you guys hunt? Are you are you guys glassing on glassing knobs and looking for deer in, like, spot and stock? It really or depends on where you draw a tag. Preseason, yeah. Yeah. Preseason. Yeah, these guys take it seriously. We went out last year with them, and you guys had – cameras going like yeah. weeks and months before well that's what you trail need to do you going yeah some reconnaissance. going on yeah we yeah. do trail yeah, cams, cams and then we do spotting and then we do spot and stock we do tree stands people told me when i came out here like oh you can't kill you know deer off tree stands out west out west oh, oh shit oh, there's there's people people that? Do it. There's no, no there's not that many though I know, no. but it's, say, I'm gonna tell you. If, you, if you do your homework ahead of time and you set up cameras and you set a stand location where you're seeing activity constantly or like um, some seeing, kind of pattern. Yeah. In the last two years, then it works. Us setting up tree stands. Fuck yeah, it works. We have over 50% success ratio on the tree stands that we set up. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know, last, you find like pinch last points year, or like travel routes. Yeah. And it's all about like finding those areas. Well, first you got to identify where bucks are walking during the daytime. If, they're, if you got a picture of them at three o'clock in the morning, it's not really helping you any because yeah. like 
they're not there in the daytime. So you got to find the areas where they're comfortable. Like, hey, I'm going to get off and move over here in the middle of the day. Where they and, feel safe enough to kind of make an appearance at yeah, they're uh, they're Yeah, because, <laughs> and it's all about, it doesn't matter where it is. It's all about, bucks are going to find the places where humans don't go. And it, it doesn't have to be. 50 miles in it doesn't have to be 10 miles in. it doesn't have to be three miles in. it could actually literally be 300 yards off a state route it might just be like this little pocket just where nobody walks where like nobody just, goes yeah. yeah that's the key and because there's no human scent in there they're comfortable because they've made a living their whole lives of avoiding the predators of coyotes and mountain lions and things like that yeah so like they understand that game they don't understand the game of getting popped from 400 yards away <laughs> with a, like a 30-06 or a 7 millimeter or 300. They do that too. Yeah. Well, the thing of it is, is once what happens is, is here's what my experience is, and once the deer get before the deer get at the beginning of the season of archery, before they get pressured, you can get within 50 yards of them. Yeah, easily. That's true. Yeah. You can even get closer. But once they start getting hand, pressured, and you, feed. No, no, right up no, to you. And once you, <laughs> once they start getting pressured, or you start getting within fifty yards of them more than one, two, or three times, then that distance is going to be a hundred yards, and it's going to be a hundred yards, and they're going to be moving. Yeah. Once so, they spot you, they're out. Yeah, they're out. And once once you start leaving your spores all through that area, you know. Um, they're going to leave. And then, you know, uh, DQM, deer quality management practices, you're always supposed to leave a certain area that you never walk into. Because if you don't walk into it and nobody else is walking into it, they will find those areas. You don't have to, like, worry about it because they will find those areas where people don't walk. So I just, I can tell you that we find animals really close to highways because there's places in the highways that people don't walk. Uh huh. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, so it's like it's that's all not in Ohio. You're talking about, right? That's everywhere. That's dude. everywhere. Even here. Why yeah. do you think so many deers get hit by cars? Yeah. Yeah. They feel comfortable, kind of, by that area. And I think a lot of times out here, out west, and you know, you know, I'm a whitetail outfitter from back in Ohio, so that's been my whole thing. I've been sitting in tree stands and stuff, but I can tell you that what I notice here is that these blacktails and these mule deer, they use certain man-made things, whether it be highways or whatever, to protect themselves from the natural predators. Because there's there's certain... That's a good way to think about it. Yeah. So, (laughs) like, you got to look at... They want to find the area where they can, like, feed and have water, and they don't have to move much. And, And that's how they live. They don't really have to, if they can get the situation where they have food, cover, water, proximity to women, (laughs) (laughs) not too different than us. (laughs) Sounds about right. (laughs) That makes sense though. I've never thought about that. Uh, using the highways and stuff as like a barrier of like a defense from other. If you you think about it, um, a lot of the highways, they'll travel through areas where they can put a road in. Because some areas you can't put a road in. So the deer aren't stupid. They'll travel those pathways also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's all about, like, especially out here, um, it's about where people don't walk. Yeah. 
That's a big point because there's a lot of hiking out here, especially in Lake Tahoe. Well, that's why he likes to be brush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not gonna be on a trail. <laughs> yeah, no. right. He does. Well, his nickname is Grizz. So <laughs> yeah, so, you don't find Grizz on a trail. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can, but like just crossing the trail. Yeah, meandering maybe for a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, he he definitely definitely was does not like to walk on a regular trail. And it's the same thing like skiing. I mean, like, yeah, he's a really good skier. Any skiers that live in Tahoe, a lot of the really good skiers and snowboarders, whatever, they will most likely not ski on the trail. Same with deer. Yeah, that's exactly the same with deer. Yeah, and then the same as we've got snowmobiles. Same with hunters. Snowmobiles, which I'd like to get you guys into. I would yeah, like to. We get I'm getting ready to buy a time. new one. I think. Let's rip some. Dude. <laughs> we go out to Blue Lakes, Hope Valley, same where. We always slide up a lot of. Cool well, it's shit, funny because we so. took him hunting. And he's like, "Well, fuck, I've never." Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> he's like uh he's like i've never thought about hunting here but i've snowboarded here i've been all through that area yeah. we were hunting yeah it's like yeah like, but you're yeah. snowboard he's like i've never seen deer tracks it's like yeah because you're snowmobiling when they're not here <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. they're gone no, they're back hope, down hope valley and blue lakes is a beautiful area for everything yeah hunting snowmobiling whatever and then we we gotta be quiet but here comes the master master <laughs> team whiskey the queen of team whiskey queen of team whiskey. the queen of team whiskey <laughs> she's what team whiskey is all about really because um you know the the our slogan we endure it's all about her i mean yeah. and then you know also too about a community of people helping one another she's helped thousands of people through her life of with her health so i mean that's what it's all about yeah. and she and she continues to do yeah. it to this day. So. Yeah, so we actually came up with a bunch of um, hashtags for Instagram. We use uh, Team Whiskey, hashtag Whiskey with the Cause, hashtag We Endure, and it all ties the brand together with what it is, the original brand for outdoor sports and whiskey enthusiasts. And every time we do an event, we do a lot of sportsmen's expos. a few names that, that she's been. Jamie Anderson? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, she name a few names. Elena yeah. Height, throw that out Elena there. Elena Height, yeah. Elena Height. She's had That's some. Big. The naked she's, cowboy. Yeah, the naked <laughs> cowboy. Actually, he's been down there. <laughs> The naked cowboy actually taught him how to play guitar. Yeah, that's <laughs> he did, but is. not uh-uh. in his underwear. Yeah, did he? yeah. The he naked cowboy. Have you ever seen chords. that guy? He taught- yeah. Wild Bill, naked cowboy. You ever heard of the naked cowboy? He's so. he's big in New York City. He li- he's down there. Oh. He's in his underwear with a cowboy. I'm thinking hat. of another guy. He's playing the guitar, but um, yeah, the naked cowboy. I'm thinking of Wild Bill <laughs> ACG. <up> no. <laughs> no, no. He actually it was one of uh, Mary's patients. Oh. And and um, back in Cincinnati, and then he went to New York City to become the naked cowboy. But and now he's. Still I gotta tell you, I'm older than him. Think about it. I'm Yeah, I'm older than him, and I gotta tell you, I started the naked cowboy before him. I just didn't publicize it. The naked cowboy's probably been around just as long as people have been sitting around campfires drinking whiskey. Yeah. yeah. I thought you guys were talking about Wild Bill up here. No. no oh, man. you're talking about um, the um, chicken fucker. 
Chicken fucker? <laughs> he might be. Chicken know. fucker? <laughs> the guy that wears the... the yeah, the chaps and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The chicken yeah. and the... Well, oh, yeah. So last year, we didn't get to ski much last year, but we had really one really good powder day. And it, I mean, it, we had a cold spell up here. It was really good. And we had some really good powder skiing. And um, we were in line and... His name is. We call him Wild Bill. I mean, we call him Chicken Fucker. Yes, he, he, he always has a rubber. He has chicken. just rubber chicken, but the and head's he, cut off. It's always getting stiffer. Like I just don't know why it's getting stiffer, but that's why we call him Chicken Fucker. Well, you guys probably don't want to see him. Or we saw him the other day. Well, we not. were up there. It was the seventeen degrees. Is, yeah. This guy is there. skiing in leather assless chaps yep. with fishnet he, he stockings. You know, I mean, I. That's, I don't know if, what to say about it. I mean, that's not a chicken fucker. I don't know what it is. So when he first started out, he started out with a burly beard and he looked like Kit Carson. Yeah. Now he and shaved then, his well, beard. Hey, he's got eye makeup on. He looks like Kit Carson's he bitch. He had the good curls. <laughs> he had the good curls. <laughs> he does. That's he had the curls. That's too much. Yeah, dude. He had a big burly beard. Now he's all shaved and eyeliner. He looks like Kit Carson's bitch. I think the whiskey's bitch. kicking in. I think the whiskey's kicking in. So uh, between these Everybody two, down here, what do you think? Army cowboy. Honestly, I like I like them both, dude. Yeah, I, I think the, I think I do like this one more, but I I like this one as well. So we had tonight. We had the Angels Envy um, Rye. It's finished in uh, Caribbean rum casks, so it gives us this really sweet kind this of butterly. It's motherfucker. <laughs> it's a hundred proof whiskey. How can it be too sweet? <laughs> like I said, it's, it's not too sweet for me. It's not too sweet. It's a hundred like proof. They're He's a whiskey. Smooth. He is a whiskey enthusiast. <laughs> I'm whiskey Kenny, goddammit. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So I'm gonna have a little more of this. Do it. No, I think I, I am liking this. Let's Uncle Nearest. Me. I've never had it. This is a new whiskey we had to try and and yeah, literally, just, it had the key to get into it and everything. It's a blended, but it does have a bourbon finish. To well, it. we got to say one thing is that when we do events, if you see us at an event, there's one thing. You're going to get a better deal on the gear than you would online. Oh, yeah. Okay? Well, you give a huge discount when we're there, the event. We like to meet. Like when we met you and everybody that came to the event, we like to meet you guys. That's the funnest and we part. we want to yeah. give you That's guys a better event because now we have a personal connection with you. Yeah. No, it was a cool yeah. experience. Like. Like I met Chavez up there uh, up top. Dude, all you guys' staff, I don't know if they worked for you guys or if everyone was just kind of working together as a team, whatever it was, but it, it was, was almost team. like going to Disneyland where like everybody, all the employees are just like Everybody's overly on nice. Board. Like, man, this is like, this is top notch. Like it, it honestly felt like that. Nice. So and that's what we're like to hear that. And that's what we always look for. I mean, as you can see with our hats, I mean, our hats are unique in yeah. their style. Um, our quality of our shirts are always high. We want that event. That's why we're going to do the staggered start times uh-huh. to keep that event to where it's like, it's special for everybody because they don't have to deal with the weight or, you know, a bunch of people. So we're spread out Yeah, and it's, covid friendly and then you know also too like you know now we can like get the people through and they can have an enjoyable yeah. experience as yeah. opposed to a not enjoyable experience yeah. so so uh we talked with homewood their management department and they can run about 600 people up the lift per day so um what our goal is is we're going to go ahead and try to get um 500 people per day 250 people per course you, you guys will be able to mix and match each day, um, one course or the other. 
And then you and, and we are going to give a discount if you do two days. Yeah. So be that a combo and, and deal. we recommend that you do two courses, right. so everybody gets to do both courses. And we really are going to make the whiskey course to where there's going to be very I'm few people that course. are going to want to do it more than one day in a yeah. while. <laughs> yeah. But the team That's course, our goal. the team course <laughs> is going to be fun because we're going to focus on the views. We're going to have really nice shot locations where they'll be where you'll be able to get perfect. Uh, picture locations with Lake Tahoe in the background shooting yeah. down into your your target and then the whiskey course is going to be a little harder yeah and it's going to be harder there are going to be a few farther shots but like always you can always move closer this isn't a contest this is a uh, gathering of people of that want to help other people and yeah, if yeah. everything goes right we're planning on um, taking the people that shoot the whiskey course down to the, the main Homewood Base Lodge where they'll be able to have um, food access, beer garden, uh, Heaven Hill Distillery is going to be on board, whiskey uh, tasting, free we whiskey We will be tasting. the only 3D archery shoot that has a whiskey tasting table at the bottom. So <laughs> how can you argue with that? Yeah. Boom. <laughs> boom. 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 I mean, I mean that's yeah. a boom right there. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so, I mean... And, and, and that's going to be July, uh, June. June. <laughs> June 12th and 13th. Here, okay. get some more. Well, that's a blended whiskey. It's not I, bourbon. But it definitely has a bourbon aftertaste. Yeah. I don't think Because it's is. American oak. Yeah, I really American don't oak. think this okay, is American so oak. Okay, so we got to talk about oak, okay? Because... Yeah, I'm, go- I'm super green at all of this. Okay, so... All right, so back, I had 370 acres that I did whitetail outfitting on in Ohio. There were five different oak trees on there. So there's we're red. We're even getting into types of oak trees. Yeah, yeah. there's multiple. Oh, there's multiple oak trees. Of, I didn't even and know, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you. That's how he goes. You got to get, get into it. And I'm going to tell you right now what they all want to do whiskey barrels in is the white oak. Yep. Okay, my father taught me harvest all the oak besides the white oak because the white oak is what the wildlife eat so if you pick up a red oak acorn and you put it in your mouth you're going to feel tannins before you even bite into it Mm. it's going to burn your tongue you take a white oak acorn and put it in your mouth you start to chew it up and you're like oh it's kind of tastes like almonds kind of a little bit and a little bit like pecans little bit like walnuts kind of like a combination of all of them you can actually stomach it the white oaks is what the native americans of the eastern woodlands that's what they use for their flour okay that was their grain that's what they use so like right now the big thing is like in especially in ohio is the white oak raise white oak turn them in the barrels and then that's what they age whiskey in but the way I managed my properties was is like everything but the white oaks because the white oaks is what the animals eat. And okay. I, I've yeah, watched multiple acorns, times, I've yeah. watched white multiple times of uh, groups of deer coming in on a big giant white oak of two, 300 years. I had white oaks on my property that were, you know, three feet in diameter. So that they were there before the Shawnee got pushed out of the area. Huh. So I would watch the, deer come in and start feeding and other deer start coming and then push them out because they're fighting over that resource. Oh, wow. So 
there's a lot of oak trees. There's pin oaks, there's red oaks, there's white oaks. So there's a lot of bur oaks. There's a lot of different oak trees in Ohio and the deciduous forests of the east. But the white oaks, you could have corn feeder out and a big giant pile of corn. And if white oaks are dropping in the forest, you're not going to get any deer on Fuck them. that corn. They're going to be like, that really? White oak. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Well, they'll, they'll prefer it over a big giant corn pile for yeah. sure. Interesting. This guy's a master right now. I'm, I'm telling like, you right now. I didn't know I'm not was. a master because yeah, I, yeah. I, have, I have a problem with people saying like, oh, I'm the ultimate predator. Because oh, really, the, the thing of it is, is that like we, we have like $2,000 bows now. They're shooting <laughs> I know, right? 345 feet per second. <laughs> We're using rifles with like scopes. We have, we have scopes now. We have sights now on bows that are GPS. They like, yeah. oh, you're 65. Yeah, the Garmin. So the Garmin. come on. Like I'm not, I'm not okay, listen. If you're gonna if you're gonna go like uh, yeah. fletch your own it's arrows, like electric bikes, shafts, kinda. <laughs> and you're gonna you're gonna knock your own points, I'll give you the ultimate predator. You know, like Monica. I'm gonna come out and say he's a master team whiskey. Uh, well, yeah, I, master team whiskey. Well, I believe Seriously. I believe that like you know, team whiskey I mean, is, is this group of people that are helping one another, and then. Good. And then we're also modest. We're we're not like going to say like, "Hey, we're badasses," because if you've hunted long enough, you're going to realize you are not a badass. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. It's you'll be in a situation badass. at some yeah. point where if it's you've like hunted you're long enough, you're going to realize that you're not a badass. Yeah, you've learned this from trial and error. Yeah. <laughs> Hundred percent. Yeah, dude. I've been, I've spent out there a lot of times, even in Ohio. When you go out a hundred days and you maybe get one once out of those hundreds. <laughs> Yeah. You're not very good. It's very sobering <laughs> on your badassery. That yeah, is for and, sure. and I think that like <laughs> he's knowing a lot of shit. That's you, all I'm saying. Yeah, well, you know, I've ever since I was 14 years old, I started doing backcountry trips, and it started out in the Appalachian Mountains. And you know, the Appalachian Mountains are so different than the West because you can't see where the hell you are. It's just that thick. There's yeah. I mean, the forest is that thick. The deciduous forest in the summertime. You, in the fall time, you can't see. I mean, you can't see the sun. You can't, there, you know, so like you have to have good orienteering skills to be able to do it. So, yeah, you know, it, it definitely changes like out here. Like for me in Tahoe, like people are like, oh, when we did the it's event, when we did the event at Homewood, we're like, well, we got to make sure nobody gets lost. It's like, all they got to do is fucking go downhill. <laughs> like, how yeah. hard is it? <laughs> but I mean, I, you got to realize a ski resort. If you resort. go up and over, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to yeah, realize. All you got to do is like keep following the red tape. Yeah. And go downhill. <laughs> if you get lost, go downhill. Yeah. You're going to wind up at this big giant any, lake and there's probably going to be a yeah. bar and a restaurant. Yeah. It was crazy. It was crazy though, because when we first uh, mapped out that course, we went through, we mapped it out with the red tape. It was, um, you could barely tell it was a course, but by the time we took the cart targets down, it looks like there was a trail there for like 10 years. Oh, yeah. really? It was oh, just beat, was it was beat in. Yeah. Like, really we, had, we had a few people get lost. We had, so, uh, wait, really? how many people do you have through there? 250. Only 250. This year we're trying Most to get over, over a thousand people per No, what happened was, event. what yeah. happened was there was That's one place run. that we didn't have yeah. enough signage. Oh, so that was kind of our fault, but there was like um, 
a couple people that you know came there and they were expecting it to be this like, oh, oh I'm going to like, you know, walk this like path and shoot like these targets and it's going to be easy. Well, no, if it's team whiskey, yeah, we there des- will be a little difficulty to yeah. it. Even we designed the course, course, we designed the course to challenge the mind, the body and your archery skills. Cause it definitely you get in shot positions where you're shooting, where it's like, okay, you're well, not I'm going to clip the tree here, but if I step a couple yards this way, I'll be able to get the shot off. Yeah. So it's uh, See, a challenge of the, the mind, body, and, and, the knowledge. and um, also it's a sh- showing compassion for the people that are having to go through um, these illnesses, like at like the people that um, get sponsored by Give Hope Foundation. Yeah. And that's really like, you know, that's the main thing. Yeah, that is the main thing. So how I, how we got this to go through is we wanted to have a party. We had it set up to wherever we, we had this really, um, stormy rains. Go look at her. She's a great girl. She was a competition archer. Uh And now she does like, um, I don't know if she's still in Tahoe or not because we haven't reached out to her in a while. But she is an instructor. She's a level 2A uh, instructor. So we're going to have her, I mean, like giving instruction and, you know, to beginners. Yeah, she actually, uh, she taught with um, ASA, Archery Association. Yeah. yeah. So she was a level 2. So, like, you were going to get good instruction. So we had to cut that out. We want to be able to bring that back so that people have that instruction to be able to get on target. Because once you start hitting the target, you know. It becomes addictive. That's why they call it group therapy, right? Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard that before? Yeah. 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 It clears the mind. It's like group therapy. Yeah. yeah. And, and for me, it's like, you know, when you're, when you're archery hunting, it's so much different than rifle hunting because you really can't move a whole lot, you know, because, like, you have to get within 20 to 40 yards. Okay, some people say they shoot 60, 80, 90 yards, 100 yards on a bow. To be quite honest with you, dude, I would never feel comfortable taking that shot. Yeah. And and, and most of the whitetail I've killed have been within 15 to 30 yards. Yeah. Um, that bear, uh, that bear, that skull right there, that was the longest shot. It was like 40 yards, and it was on the run. Uh-huh. But, you know, I mean, that was like just instinct that took over i didn't realize what i was doing until i was like standing over a dead bear just in the moment yeah <laughs> that's what i'm saying he's a master <laughs> he's a master i'm yeah. not a master but you like are. There's... so so um the archery shoot will be on june 12th and 13th you are a master <laughs> um it will be you'll be able to sign up on team-whiskey.com um There'll be a separate page we have on our apparel page. And then we also have where you'll be able to sign up for the uh, High Sierra Archery Shoot. You can also sign up for the uh, Mentor Apprenticeship Program. And either way that you guys sign up, we'll be in contact with you guys. So definitely take a look. Um, Go online. We'll be having some sales coming up for christmas yeah. right we'll have some christmas we have so coming. much new stuff coming out we have a bunch and we of have new so hats much new stuff being in the bunch works. Of new hats the thing of it is is that what we're doing is that we're creating everything from the ground up like that hat you have on right there we created that from the ground up we picked the mesh we picked the fabric we picked the design we picked the underbill i mean we're not buying a hat from richardson or yupong oh, really? and and putting our logo on it 
we're designing these hats and we're getting the hat manufacturer to manufacture them for us. Oh, nice. So it, yep. it is a we'll different have, process. We'll have about what? How many styles? We'll have about six new styles. Right now on the website, there's uh, options for flat bills, curved bills, um, whitetail, um, mountain scenes, duck hunter scenes, about any kind of uh, outdoor sports that you could want to look at. And the uh, archery shoot, again, is June 12th and 13th. 2021 and and we're hoping that we can do like a normal event where we're gonna have like live music we we already have bands like that are gonna mix with us that are gonna be really good and uh we have other uh other venues that we're working on so this may be a series of events so like let's say that's the the goal yeah hopefully we can get two or three well here's the deal it's like let's say like you have it might be able to help you guys yeah yeah so let's say we have a few people in the music world (laughs) i do (laughs) and if we we are talking with squaw we have nothing set up but if we do get in with squaw valley in the North Shore, we will definitely um, have the capacity to run a venue where we can have some national, not national, probably regional acts. Yeah. Regional acts. Yeah. And, and, and then we will be able to get more people up to shoot more. So more people will be able to shoot. Um, the Homewood event is going to be definitely limited. So, like, it's a great event. I would suggest everybody signing up for that because that's going to be an awesome event and it's going to be limited. So like the vet, you got to realize that Homewood has the lift that we do the event from is the closest lift next to the shore of Lake Tahoe. Out of any ski resort. resort. Yeah. Any ski resort in Lake Tahoe. The views there. And it's only, what is it? It's only 280 something feet. 285 paces. So yeah. It's right yards. there, right by the lake. So once you yeah, get up yeah. to the top of the where the practice range is, well, you know, it's beautiful yeah. views all the way down to yeah. the bottom. Yeah, that was cool. Perfect picture opportunities, perfect uh, Instagram pictures, whatever you want to yeah. do. Well, our big thing is that we what we want to do, and what we've promoted from the beginning is getting people to shoot the course and to raise money for these groups. Yeah that actually give people money for their bills. Because if you have not been in a situation to where you have a loved one that is going through cancer and it's more important for you to be next to them than it is to work. Yeah. Yeah. Then you understand why these yeah, groups. It's a big deal. Yeah. It is and, a big and deal. You know, the reason I want to reach out to you guys just for a couple reasons that being number one. And then number two, just that whole, uh, apprenticeship program you guys have going on is, is cool. I, I think it's cool that you guys getting, getting new hunters. Into yeah. The- so it's, we've heard, um, the term uh, adult onset hunting. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently in California, it's a big thing, Yeah. but, um, so what we do is we have the only program in the United States for people that uh, are starting hunting o- over the age of 18 because uh, each state has uh, youth programs where they can get you out for tags. They can get you out um, into certain hunting areas. But currently right now, our program is the only program where we can um, get people that are late onset hunting out because you take hunter safety, right? 
But what does that really teach you? It yeah. teaches you just a little bit. You don't know anything about you gear just selection. Skim through the course. You don't know about scouting. <laughs> you don't know how to how to sneak through the woods. You don't know about um, what kind of gear you need, what kind of bow you need. There's there's a huge learning curve of people. There New is. guys get well, yeah, yeah, there is. And we've actually so we actually have um, an the, the apprenticeship set up per state. So what yeah. happens is when they sign when somebody signs up for the mentor program. They'll sign up, they'll list where they're from, you know, what kind of equipment they want to hunt with. Do they have hunter safety? Do they have any kind of uh, previous experience, anything like that? Here's what it is about hunting that you have to understand. There's more to it than just safety. You have to understand gear. You have to understand, like, tactics. You need to understand how to walk through the woods. And it all differs because, like, when I came out here and hunted, you know, I had all my whitetail shit. So, like, halfway up the mountain, like, it looked like a rummage sale behind me because I was like, I don't need this shit anymore. I was shedding clothes <laughs> because I was used to, like, going and sitting where it's 70% humidity and 25 degrees. You got to fight the cold yeah. to, to hunt. Out here, it's not that way because, like, even, even though it's cold... The humidity is low, so it's like it doesn't go through the clothing like it normally does. So, yeah, so teamwhiskey.com, team-whiskey.com. It's the yeah. original brand for outdoor sports and whiskey enthusiasts. Yeah. Check out the gear. We got a bunch of new stuff coming. We got a bunch of new hats coming for um, Christmas time. Makes uh, We got whiskey glasses. We got these uh, right here, whiskey tumblers. Make great stocking stuffers. Should we wrap it up? Yeah. yeah. Let's wrap it up. All right, let's, let's go ahead up. and close it down. Okay, so we're So gonna... what are the dates again one more time for the event? It's uh, June tw- 12th and 13th. It's at Homewood Ski Resort, High Sierra Archery Shoot so gonna 2021. Be, there's going to be a bunch Team of... Team Whiskey, High Sierra Archery Shoot. So there's going to be some tasting, some vendor, a bunch of vendors. And we're going to have some more vendors. We're going to have... Um, hopefully COVID doesn't mess it up. Yeah. Uh, COVID, as long, COVID. As, as long as COVID's <laughs> not messing it up. Fuck COVID. <laughs> we'll be able to um, have some vendors. We're going to have, um, hopefully, live music. Hopefully, we can get to um, a beer garden and, you know, food trucks, um, that kind of thing so yeah. that you can come down after you shoot, come down, hang out, hang, hang out at the base. Mountain, Mountain Vision, Vision podcast. podcast the first one to announce what we're doing with Team Whiskey and the archery shoots. All right. I appreciate you guys having me out. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to me on Instagram at mountain.vision or my personal Instagram page at Blue Collar Harvester. Look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening.